0: This is Hawkeye Guns podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Hawkeye Guns cast and uh, I think we're going to Review a little bit of the topics that we had left over last time, which is, of course, John Wick three. And before we do that, though, I think Jake and I would like to take a a just a <laughs> a little time with John Wick, and and we ha- we kind of have to. But before we do that, I think what we're gonna do is uh, go over some recent news in at least my neck of the woods. So it's a holiday weekend, at least when we film or uh, uh, record this it's labor day weekend and if you know anything about labor day weekend in texas there is a gun show somewhere i thought that was just weekends in texas <laughs> well there there are quite a few uh, i attend probably 12 to 15 gun shows a year maybe on on a good year probably closer to 20 right we'll we'll make the pilgrimage to different places and everything And this weekend was no different. And I went, I I swear to God, I went with all the intention of just selling a gun. I'm just going to sell one. I had one that I'd worked up, and and a lot of my methodology is you buy low, sell a little bit higher. You buy a broken or shitty gun, fix it up, shoot it for a little while, you know, enjoy it or whatever, and then sell it so you can get something else, right? So I have a rotating cast of guns in my arsenal that... You know, may change at any given time in fact do change in any given time some of them I hold on to and I, I won't let go because they're they're my favorites but most of the time i'm willing to trade slash sell slash you know barter horse trade whatever many if not most of the guns i own and i i was trying jake i was doing so good <laughs> I, got, I got in i brought the gun i was like oh, i'll just sell this it was a little breakover 20 gauge and i'm like okay i'm, I'm gonna sell it i did and I got like 100 and I don't know 175. I think I bought it for 50. And you because know, they buy back at wholesale prices, right? Yeah. Because they they mark them up to retail or retail plus or minus whatever. And so he'll make you know he'll slap 220 250 on it and and he'll make some money in there. That's that's how the system works. So I was doing so good. I I bought it. I sold it. I all I had was a box of ammunition that I got from my 10 dollars coupon. And I was I was I was doing so good, and I walked by a table full of old ass shotguns, and I went, "Uh oh," because <laughs> you know, I had I had cash,
1: of course I had cash it, in my pocket, which you are not going to make it to the door with.
0: I I didn't. I was bad. I I stopped, and I was like, "Okay, uh, I I can resist. I can resist. It's going to be great. I'm just going to look at these and see maybe what he has for next time." And but it was. It was a dealer that I hadn't seen before, which means you may not see him again, right? He's doing this yeah. show as a test.
1: He's coming down, and or maybe it's a private and, seller. And and you personally have to make sure that it's worth his while to come back.
0: I do. I do. It is It is part of my duty as a gun show attendee that I make sure that everyone has a pleasant time. And he happened to have an arrangement of old... 12 and 20 gauge shotguns and most of them I was doing pretty good you had 16 gauges which I don't really shoot 16 gauge because it's not that it's not a great gun it's just very expensive to shoot And again you and I are on the same wavelength I shoot I, cheap
1: I, I I don't even think I've seen 16 gauge ammo on the shelf I'm pretty sure you'd have to order that no right you have here. to
0: order it yeah nobody I mean it's very rare you can find some 28 gauge here and there uh, but uh, normally the three you find are, are 410 20 and 12 right yeah But they've got 10 gauge, they got 16, they got 28. I mean, they've got they have other rounds, but those really, because of the the proliferation of load, different loads and different uh, load styles and stuff that they have in those three gauges now, especially the 410 doing crazy things. 20s gotten a lot better as far as the thing. It used to just be a dove load. Now you can shoot anything with it. Uh, and, and 12 is crazy. You can buy anything in twelve. So uh, there's really no need for a sixteen or a twenty eight anymore. Uh so in at least in this country, they don't really carry them. So there was some sixteens and I think there was a twenty eight there. But on the end, there was a pair of of twenty gauge break open shotguns. And I'm a sucker for a single barrel break open because there's nothing I can't do to it. And I I had to. I had
1: to. It was like it's super cheap. Hey. And, and, and once again, it also comes down to the varying perspectives, because what goes through my mind is, is what are you going to do with only one shot? Shoot, skate. <laughs> oh, 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 I no, that's what you're going to do. with it, yeah, But exactly. I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to do with it? One shot? That doesn't do me any good.
0: <laughs> you're like, I don't know how many, how many does it take to put down a person? I have no idea, <laughs> but it's more than one, I'm sure. So i am tell you how, I'm gonna, how many I'm going to use. It's well, more than one. <laughs> Dude, Zombieland rules, double tap. <laughs> double tap, right. So, and the, the general rule is a lot of the the breakover shotgun or breakover, breakover break open, whatever you want to call them, crack back, whatever yeah. style you want to call it, uh, they're pretty cheap and they're pretty pretty available like you can get almost anybody's at any time you want so what i look for it because i can turn those pretty quick i can fix them i can redo the stocks i can do some some carving some engraving uh re the thing maybe you know added a couple flares here and there and sell it for twice what i got it this one i saw it was like a brazilian gun which i love brazilian guns because they they don't even do this anymore you're not even allowed to export the wood right it's brazilian burled hardwood you, okay, you can't even get that anymore. It's illegal to cut the fucking trees down now. Well, well now they just burn them, <laughs> yeah, and put up oil trees and banana trees and shit like that. So, uh, like oil palms and banana trees and all the stuff that sell, right? You can't even, yeah. But you're right, you, you they <laughs> they just deforest, uh, but you can't even get this wood. It's it was uh, I dated it when I got it home. It was 1957. So, a a little bit older. Uh, It's in really good shape for 1957. It was a 1957 Brazilian RIA. Besides the cosmetic, what else did it need done? uh, It has some rust issues, uh, both uh, on the receiver and on the barrel. And the trigger was super, or the hammer was super hard to to pull back. Uh, It was not stuck, but not right either. When I got it apart, I figured it out really quickly. There was a what looked like petrified beetle stuck <laughs> stuck in the spring. <laughs> I'm at, some like, point we, at some point, we have to talk about gun storage. <laughs> yeah, like I have located the problem, right? So <laughs> you just pry it all apart and everything, take everything apart. You know, once the beetle was out of there, it was great. You know, <laughs> hammer came back, everything was fine. Those are problems you don't find with new guns. Uh, uh, petrified insects not so much now you generally hope not to you know but for future reference apparently gunpowder residue over the course of uh, several decades will turn fucking things to stone i mean it's who knew but well, it-
1: uh, that's not exactly surprising.
0: No, it's not. And and there was a lot of gunk and shit in there and everything. And it's just a little time with some oil and, some, and, a, and a brass brush and just completely taking it down. And the action works fine now. So now it's all just cosmetic once you stop the rust, which you can do either with uh, Birchwood Casey products or three-in-one oil and a brass brush if it's not bad. So, okay. You can it, it's it takes it right off there and it's no problem. I'll probably have the thing back together and looking beautiful in another couple of weeks. So, w- investment, great. I, I might sell the other one that I carved and have done just to make way for this one because this one's got gorgeous wood on it, which you know I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. But I just couldn't help it. So I came back home and I'm like, hey, she's like, did you sell the gun? I'm like, sure did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Because I'm just I'm just picturing the look on, well, any wife's face at that exact moment. <laughs> she was like, oh, great, you know, and, and I just didn't say anything
0: else and then quietly moved to the office, you know, started unloading. And uh, she's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> huh? you, what did you buy? Did you get anything? Well, it's, it's, it's difficult to say. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> do we really own anything that we have?
1: I mean, it's... <laughs> What is ownership? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, you're in trouble when you have to resort to philosophical discussion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like another piece of shit, and I'm like, yeah,
0: it's kind of good, but you know, she really can't yell at me because it kind of pays it for itself, right? It's just that well, I, well, yeah. I never get like ahead. I just buy a better gun. Right? It's not, it's not a, a matter of 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 like oh yeah we've made a bunch of this isn't a business i'm just funding my hobby or my sickness as she calls it so it, yeah yeah um you know bought one sold one <laughs> <You know? laughs> i did wind up the, ahead the, you're know? the,
1: the, yeah, you, you're feeding the addiction
0: yeah exactly yeah it's enabling it's not uh it's it's not a it's not a final thing i'm not in rehab it's not anything like that. It's just well,
1: you know what they say: rehabs for quitters.
0: That's right. You know, I have not <laughs> admitted defeat yet. So it was uh, you know I did make money. I made about a hundred bucks, but still, uh, I could have made close to two hundred, but I didn't want to. Uh, it was just too pretty. Couldn't help it. And it was funny because I was talking to somebody at work here recently, and I said, "Yeah, I'm probably going to go to the gun show," and they they were like, "You know." Every time I go to the gun show, I go there and prices are like retail plus. You never get a good deal at the gun show. And I'm like, really? That's not my experience at all. I mean, yes, there are those people out there.
1: Absolutely. And once again, it also comes down to what somebody's looking at and looking for. I'm right. sure to some extent, if you're looking at brand new. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But... And yeah, exactly. And there's. And and this particular dude only shoots, like, the bees, right? Benelli,
1: Browning, Beretta. Uh, Then he shoots expensive.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, dude, of course not. I mean, there's no, like, this, whatever else it is, a gun show is a business deal. It's not a swap meet, okay? There's nobody, there's no seller out there like, hello, strange person who I've never met before. Here's this thing I have great value of. Uh, why don't you take it for much less than its actual value? There is no, like that person doesn't exist, and if they do, I've never seen them at a gun show. <laughs> it's just it's not happening. So, but if that's what you're looking for, those guns are there, and you can yeah. even find them a little bit off. I mean, if they're a little dinked up, or or they've they've had the crap shot out of them, or they're they're have some kind of other problem, sure, They're
1: you'll find them cheaper than than a list. But but, but at the same time, you're also talking about somebody who's. Probably not interested in putting the work into the firearm. No, they not at all. Right. Buy special.
0: Right. And and that's the only reason I or the only way I I feed these many guns, right? Because it's not it's not that I'm buying expensive stuff. Once in a while, I'll get a hold of a Browning or a Beretta or something like that, but that's pretty rare. And I I turn it immediately. Because I can buy four other guns for the price of what that damn thing's going to do. And I just, for what I do, it's, I drag them out into a field and shoot yeah. skeet with it. So it's not, I, I, I don't feel any need to, to get anything terribly exciting
1: because I know what I'm going to do with it. But you can... The, the other thing is, ugh, yeah. I, do, do I start every comment with the other thing? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <sighs> Um, the difference being is is oh, there's another one um see, let's see a new way to start a comment <laughs> <laughs> transition phrases um uh, what you're trying to do is actually use one yeah you're you want to use it it, it it you know the idea of what who the manufacturer is may be kind of cool. But it's kind of secondary as far as you're concerned. Oh, completely. Secondary. Uh, where, whereas you want you've got somebody who doesn't really want to know how well he can shoot sheet. Uh, skeet, excuse me, shoot skeet. With he's trying to see it, have it hanging over his shoulder, and say, "I have a Bernelli. Right. Right.
0: And and that's and that's fine. There's a lot of people like that. A lot of people. Oh, it shoots beautifully. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah. It doesn't shoot two thousand dollars or four thousand dollars worth of beautifully to me. Yeah. I would much rather have a Remington, but, uh, you know, whatever. I I don't really care. As long as I can make shot go through the gun, I don't really care whose stamp is on the barrel. It doesn't really matter to me because it's if you're on, you're on. If you're off, you're off, and that's,
1: that's it. You know, as long as the damn thing fires, I don't really care. Well, I, I'm here today to help you. <laughs> I'm here to I'm here to enable you in a way that will hopefully not get you in trouble with the wife because you can say, "I was doing this for Jake." <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I've suddenly got a fascination with having a lever-action rifle. Ooh, yes. yeah. Yeah, the the at the store I tend to go to, they've got a Mossberg thirty thirty. But, um, a couple of things. <laughs> First of all, it's expensive. Yep. Second of all, it's a heavier round that I like to shoot. Mm. Um, I did go into some, a little bit of research to see whether or not you could find a lever-action rifle in my in my beloved nine millimeter. I can't seem to come across one. Yeah. Uh, so what I settled upon was one that would fire thirty-eight special, three fifty-seven magnum. Ooh, rare. Um. So and and that's what I was going to put you on the hunt for. Ooh, yeah. I was I, not expecting that to happen tomorrow, <laughs> but just one of those things. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Venmo is a thing, so I'll definitely pay back for it, obviously. But, uh, look, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something, even if it's something that, you know, I've, you know, got to contribute a couple of bucks for you to, um, make it usable.
0: Yeah. Marlon makes a nice, uh, 19, or eighteen ninety four in thirty eight special.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That uh, and I've seen those around once in a while. In fact, I've got a uh, a Marlin in forty four mag.
1: Yeah and, and it is... uh, uh, w- w- once again part of that going back into the fact that i'm cheap so i was looking for a lever action that would fire the most inexpensive round that could <laughs> uh and then the other part of it being the what if this now has to turn into a usable one that's why i was thinking 38 special uh, slash 357 magnum because you can take it out and play with the 38 special and then load it with, with the 357 yeah yeah
0: yeah you could you could and and the Marlin lever action is actually pretty good with that. I mean, it takes a lot of rounds and it's it's got a a very substantial block. It's it's you know, it's not bad for that. It's really not. So I mean, it's it's not uh like the 3030 has a different bolt, but if you're yeah. if you're looking at an 1894 or something like an 1894, it's it's just as reliable as the day is
1: long. Uh, so 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 the, there there's my quest for you oh that'll be a fun one i like that i like that the only the
0: only downside with something like that is most people not all but most people don't turn those loose pretty good because they're cheap to shoot and they last forever yeah Uh, but you do run across them like i said i ran across the the uh the
1: 44 marlin yeah and you know Uh, and, and once again that's why versus just looking up one online and ordering one for myself i figured well, first of all, I'm I'm here to help you. <laughs> S- second of all, I figured that you know you may in your various trips to gun shows might be able to find one on the cheap that once again takes a couple of bucks of parts and some beautification and turns and into an awesome. You got
0: a, a very well you know well used but clean as hell yeah. rifle that's easy to shoot and, and cheap. Exactly. And, and yeah, you can totally do that. Uh, a lot of those lever actions, especially now, the the only problem with those is is they do take a little time to kind of redo. And, and people are famous for, like, throwing them in the back window of a truck, and they have all kinds of,
1: of... rust and warpage and stuff. Like yeah,
0: that. so you kind of have to deal with all those, so it may not look flawless. But, like, like me, you're looking for a shooter or something you can go play yeah. with, which is yeah. entirely doable. Entirely it, doable, it, it,
1: it, and I go back to it. I'm, I, this is, you know, I knew this might take a little bit of effort, a little bit of time, a little bit of playing around with the firearms. So, I, I as I said, I'm here to help you. <laughs> right on. I am writing that down right now for Jake
0: needs <laughs> and that
1: and that. The next time you come into the house with a new, and the wife gives it's you for Jake the, the look. It's it's not for me. It's not I for me. It's <laughs> not mine. I didn't do it.
0: Exactly. We're selling this one. I promise. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to go find them, and it's a lot of fun to fix. It. At least for me, it is. It's you know you get a gun for yeah you know, anywhere from fifty to one hundred fifty bucks, and you. Put a little time, a little effort, a little money in it, and very little money normally for parts and cleaning supplies and stuff, and then sell it for. Well, we did. We just did this with a, uh, I guess, a couple months ago with a a twelve gauge Wingmaster. Yep. Uh, bought it at a show for I don't know, and this is our third or fourth one because they sell. Unlike you can sell a Remington ring, Wingmaster, you just can. They they're the most prolific. You know, an eight seventy is is sellable. Okay, I don't care to who or why.
1: Well, but, whether whether it's a Remington 870 or a Mossberg 500 or 590, you can you know, that's it's like trying to sell a Honda.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh what's the line from Chris Rock? I don't know how the hell I'm going to sell all this crack. You know, it sells itself. <laughs> right? That's, that's how that happens, you know. So, if you get into it cheap enough, it's broken, it has some problems, nobody wants to fix it, it's ugly, whatever. And you get it for cheap enough, you can turn right around and sell it for you know two fifty, two seventy five, and the guy's going to slap a tag on it with three hundred, three fifty, and get his money. And, and you know, sat. yeah, you know, as long as you stay under that, you're going to get your money back out of it. Yep. Uh, just because you are. Uh, although the Mossberg five hundreds
1: are a little bit cheaper than that, honestly. Well, the the Mossberg five hundreds it is the cheap version of it it's the most pro- it's the more prolific version oh of it. absolutely the version yeah of it because it's um got more uh, polymer in the receiver than the 590 or the 870
0: yeah oh yeah no they're the and the 5 the 500s are are wonderful wonderful guns they just don't break ever um, yeah they Now... They, uh, we've picked up several Mossbergs, five uh, hundreds, and my help Buona. We just picked one up, uh, I guess a couple, I don't know, six months ago. Put it back together. Uh, I redid the stock form and everything, and then he just once he saw my RIA or my Rock Island uh, gun, you know, with the the pistol graph and the light yeah. thing, he's like. I want to do that. What do we have that I can do that to? I'm like, well, we can do it to a Mossberg. Mossberg yeah.
1: <laughs> there, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there to do Yeah, with you can do
0: anything to a Mossberg. You can turn it into from anything to anything if you're willing to to buy the parts and put them on for it. So, and he did. He blacked it out. He put the Picatinny rail on it, put a flashlight, mm-hmm. did the polymer slide, did a uh, a pistol grip stock for it. I mean, just the whole nine yards. And it looks great. I mean, it's yeah. it looks. I mean, you can't tell it was a gun from the nineteen seventies. It looks like you just bought it at a tactical shop last week. You know, I mean, cause because effectively it, half the parts on it he did,
1: because it's a Mossberg five hundred. Because yeah,
0: and they just do that. I mean, that's that's what they do. That's why the five hundred is the platform for that, and that's why the eight seventy is is much of the platform for Remington, although. Personally, I like the Remington's fit and finish
1: a little bit better. but um, I, I've generally gone for the 590s versus the 500s so that you'd have the, the full metal receiver in there yeah. with, the, with the Mossbergs. But uh, I went with the Mossbergs instead of the Remington's for a very, very simple concept. I like where the controls are on them better. Oh, yeah, the top, top safety it, and it, stuff. The top safety and then the, even where the, um, the, the re, uh, release button is. Uh, I can is see little, that. It's yeah. Is a little bit more convenient for me.
0: There's a lot of answers for for going with Mossberg over Remington. I mean, there's there's a larger aftermarket for them. Oh,
1: oh, oh but but even then, it's they're they're both wonderful firearms. Oh God, yeah. No, it, I, it's it, it's a matter of preference more than anything else.
0: I shoot skeet with a Remington 870 Wingmaster, and it's yeah. And it's got a cuts compensator on it. It's got it, The gun is from 1950 or 1948 or something like that. The or no 1952. No, it's exactly as old as my father. It's 1952. And the stocks on it come from a 1970s wingmaster and they bolted on or screw, you know, just bolted right on flawlessly without yeah. any. I mean, they're interchange. They're literally both Mossberg and Remington are in the shotgun 12 gauge elegantly flawless as far as interchangeable parts. They just are. They just do that. And it's, you got, sometimes you got to pay attention with, well, if it's pre-1970, if it's this or that, but other than that, you can still find any part for it, anywhere. And it's just, it's just worth it. Uh, But, yeah, we'll see if we can't get you a rifle, man. It'll be, it'll be fun. (laughs) Once again, and I, I, I'm here to help you. (laughs) Just out of curiosity, what got you on a lever-action wood-stocked rifle? That's uh, that's
1: out of your comfort zone. It, it it is typically out of my comfort zone, and, it, and as I said, when I first went into it, I first started thinking, I wonder if I could find one of those in nine Uh As we said, the answer to that was no, no, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> nope. But I, uh, it just looked like a lot of fun. Now it, it's 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 going to be one of the pointless, useless ones in my collection uh, and i mean that as far as in self-defense sort of
0: you know sure. yeah things. it's
1: not really uh, no um but at the same time it's one of those ones that when i go to the range i know that it's not only going to be fun to shoot but it's also going to be the one where the guy in the next lane over kind of does the oh what is that you know um, sort of fun oh yeah well i i cannot tell you how
0: many times i have Filled up two liter bottles with, with different chemicals, powders, and uh-huh. liquids. And taking that out and just taking that, that 44 lever action out to the ranch and just blown up bottles. It is
1: super great fun. Plus, I have to admit, I went back through a uh, series of watching cowboy movies. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Unforgiven, that... Silverado, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, Pale Rider, most everything with Clint Eastwood in it. It is really
0: difficult to to down you know downplay or or criticize a lever action carbine. All right, uh-huh. really difficult to say that that's not a good firearm. Uh huh. So yeah, I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> Hell, like I said, when I got a hold of the, uh, it was from an estate sale. Uh, when I got a hold of that Marlin, uh, it didn't even it, you couldn't even work the action. It was stuck. I mean, it had just rusted shut, and I mean, had all kinds of powder in it, had all kinds of shit on. It. I mean, the stock was horrible, all that kind of stuff. And I just looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, this is gold. This is yeah. This is fucking gold." I think we paid fifty bucks for it. It's just gold.
1: Um, now, you and, fix it and, up. And, and and that's and that's kind of my hope and exp- expectation is that somewhere along the line, you're going to be at a gun show. See one sitting at the bottom corner of the table where nobody else has been going, and everybody's been kind of looking at things, just shaking their head, going, "Not a chance," no. and walking and, and walking past, and you're going to go, "That could uh, that could be Jake's gun? Yeah, <laughs> that might
0: work." Exactly. So. I mean, it's this one was listed as a parts gun. Yeah. And, and it did require some parts, but, uh, you know, $35 later, <laughs> they, they,
1: they, they, meant that the other way around. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, they, they meant to strip it, you know, but, um, no, I mean, $35 later and a bunch of care and cleaning and a bunch of chemicals and stuff. And, and the last person who saw it offered me 300 bucks for it just on the spot. Yeah. Um, so it's not. It's not undoable, but you know, sometimes it's like um, I wanted a thirty-eight as well. I wanted, uh, as I've talked about before, that thirty-eight special, uh, Smith and Wesson thirty-eight special. I chased that fucking gun for two years because I wasn't willing to pay more than one hundred twenty-five
1: bucks for it. Uh, um, and and as I said, I'm not looking for something to show up tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and
0: but. I did run across it, and I did find it, and now it looks fucking beautiful. And
1: I'm sure it does. I didn't. Uh, well, yeah, it's on the website. Um, oh no! But not only that, I see those even aftermarket on websites and in stores for uh, shit. I've seen one for almost grand. Yeah, yeah. And mine's just post war,
0: so yeah. it's not the really expensive one. So I don't feel bad shooting it. You know, or like a, a collector's edition that's like, oh crap, I could sell this for twelve hundred bucks, you know. That's that pre war shit, you know? Yeah. It's like, man, I'd feel bad rolling rounds through this when I could just take the money and go buy one They would <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad about, you know. Um but uh so it, it was it it'll work out. We'll we'll find one. I'm sure there's one at a gun show propping up a table somewhere. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you want uh, that I, piece can, of shit? You know? Can I can I can I buy the table leg? <laughs> yeah, can I buy that? That that'd be great. Here here's a here's a stick. I'll trade you that. And here's fifty bucks <laughs> or hundred bucks or whatever. I'll just take that. Here, give me that. That'd be great. Um, yeah, oh yeah, they they happen. And they, they do. Like, people, people do that kind of stuff with them because they're like, ah somebody will want this piece of shit for something. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll make a Jake's gun. I, I, I appreciate that. Oh, shit. So, with that out of the way, what we will turn to now is something that anyone who listens to this cast, both of you, should be familiar with. And that is a couple weeks ago, John Wick 3 Parabellum came out on video, which means you can freeze-frame the crap out of everything on screen and look at all the gun porn, yes. of which there is much.
1: Yes. Now, <laughs> the... the uh, if, if you're... Actually, actually, if nothing else, the first half an hour of the movie is how to get away without one. Yeah, oh yeah, and And, and and how do you use use just about everything around you as a weapon instead of including horses? Yeah, (laughs) horses suddenly recognizing that you happen to be in a knife showroom. (laughs) Ooh, we're having a fight. We just happen to be around knives. Yeah, Uh,
0: (laughs) I did love that he took the uh, like when he's in that same area, and he took the navy and army. Yeah. The, uh, the Colt 1851 Navy and the, I think it's an 1860 Army, revolvers and swapped out the cylinder and barrel just to shoot yeah. one, like to
1: spin it and one, shoot one guy. One, ah, guy. one bullet. Yeah. And now, I'm like it, it never occurred to him to look at the wall and see what else was up there ammo-wise. Right. You needed to like, shoot that
0: yeah. bullet. Dude, why <laughs> didn't you just take whichever bullet you just traded the cylinder <laughs> and the barrel for? fucking use that gun if you had that bullet like wh- why it was cool to see him break them down but I, d- I did not get that scene at all and maybe somebody can explain it to me but I'm like why did you just do that I don't understand <laughs> like why you used the barrel from this one and the hammer from the other one and combine them to do oh, okay
1: I am not sure why you did that but it's cool <laughs> as I said I was wondering why you went for the one where it'll go only to have one bullet <laughs> exactly. kind of goes, get... goes back into the break, break open shotgun. <laughs> what are you going to do with just one? Well, that guy's dead. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> that, that particular guy is dead. That particular guy is dead. Uh, there, 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 there were six
0: more. Yeah. Now, see, now the fact that you didn't have more bullets means you had to have a whole big knife fight.
1: All right. Uh, uh, well, and then a nice thrown axe at the at the end. That is true. That is true, but uh, bef-
0: even before that, uh, my Bond Arms
1: Derringer was uh, was the gun they used at the doctor's office. I it was was that the same one that you have? I thought that was it because uh, the reason why is I saw I saw a nine millimeter Bond Arms Derringer that was listed as seen on John Wick.
0: Yeah, they've got the the. Bond Arms Texas Defender, which is the nine millimeter one with yeah. the blacked out shroud. I have a Snake Slayer Four, which is actually a forty five yeah. long Colt four ten. Um, so the barrel's different, but largely,
1: I mean. Oh, the, the only reason why I ask is I'm pretty sure that either a forty five slug or a forty five, excuse me, a four ten slug or a forty five long Colt would have done more than just leave oh, hole yeah. in that guy. Oh
0: no, no, I'm gonna go with my my gun was the one in in Wick because I have that one. Oh okay. Um, that works, but uh, no. It, technically, it was it was a nine millimeter Texas Defender, which uh, they proudly say on on the website, like, "Hey, as seen in John Wick," and that is absolutely true. Um, they did use a Bond Arms Derringer. It was a Texas Defender in nine millimeter, nine by
1: nineteen Luger. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, you know, pretty sure I'm gonna buy one of those. That may be my new pocket gun. Dude, I have, I have the 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 Snake
0: Slayer. 4. it is. I don't like the I generally speaking I don't like derringers. The more I have this and I've I've defended myself and my father with it. Yeah. Um I've kept it on my hip while I'm at the ranch. Uh I've and it's it's slim, it's light and it just kind of works, you know. It's not going to jam, it's not going to have a problem. It's not you got two rounds of of whatever the hell you want to stuff in the barrel. I it's really nice. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> uh, I can't, I mean, it's not something I would have picked for myself, okay? It's, it's yeah. not. My father bought one basically when they came out. I think he got it in 2011, and he loved it. But now his hands, he's a little bit arthritic. He's, you know, in his upper 60s, and he can't pull the hammer back, right? Yeah. And, and that's not comfortably and not fast. And he was going to sell it at a gun show, and uh, just that weekend, the weekend before he was going to sell it, we had a hog problem or a boar problem at the ranch because we had saw one, and luckily we had gotten to the the Marlin forty four Mag, um, which we'll take care of it as well. Yes. But uh, we had to run 15 feet to the car to get it, and I'm like, mm. for those of you who don't know, boar are fucking silent. Like they love to attack from behind, and you don't hear them coming. Generally speaking, so I'm like, hmm, perhaps I should have a sidearm. And I was For, thinking, perhaps, yeah, perhaps. Uh, I was thinking I'd go get a judge because I wanted something that had enough punch to do it, but I didn't want to go all the way to a 1911, right? Because those are, because a 45 caliber will do it.
1: Yeah, but but a, but a 1911 being full steel and that big is going to be heavy.
0: It's heavy, and it's big, and it's expensive. That was the other thing, right? Like, you can't get—there are no cheap 1911s, all right? Not that no. you'd want to shoot. And when your life's on the line, you don't want to go with a cut-rate gun, okay? You just don't. So
1: I'm like, well, I'll go now, get it. Now, now, I will say for my own satisfaction, you could have found a polymer Glock or SIG or something like that that would have fired. Yes, that you could. Fired.
0: Yes, you <laughs> could. And we'll go for reasons
1: or, 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 or even a Springfield.
0: Yes. Um, and, and for reasons I'll go over at a later time, which you and I are going to have a problem, um, cause we're not going to see eye
1: to eye with that. I'm not a Glock guy. All right.
0: Um, oh, ne- ne-
1: neither am I, but as far as just, but I am a polymer striker. Yes, pilot. you are.
0: And, and, and you're uh, to be fair, you're right. Okay. <laughs> Let's just be clear. You're, you're absolutely correct. Uh, but I, I tend to gravitate towards revolvers or something a little bit smaller or, or something a little bit different than the polymer, not, you know, striker-fired fire type of weapon. And I really liked the idea of a 1911, but it's, first of all, it's expensive. Second of all, it's big, like you're saying, steel frame. I mean, it's, it's a big damn gun. And to have that on your hip while you're just out shooting skeet, eh, I didn't really want to do that. So I was looking at a judge, to be honest. Um, as much as I've made fun of the judge in past casts and stuff like that, it's really it, kinda of grown it, on me.
1: Well not not that they don't make a perfectly adequate and fine firearm. I'm not personally a huge fan of Taurus. Right. And normally I would say I'm not really either, but
0: I have the the judge is like their premier yes. gun and they're they're I mean, they are the standard. I mean, when Smith and Wesson starts to cop you you know you've done something correct, right? Yes. Uh, so I was going to go get a judge, but that was like, I don't know, 400, but like the one I wanted was about 400, 475, And you can't find a cheap one. Cause nobody's turning them loose. Right. Now once you buy a judge, you're done. Okay. They'll, they'll last pretty good. They're normally bought for personal defense. So people aren't wearing them out. So it's real tough to find a secondhand one. Uh, so I was like, well, shit, I'll go get a judge. God, that's an awful lot of money just to have a sidearm for hog defense. God damn, you know? And, uh, it it took the car ride home for me to put together. You know he's selling that stupid ass bond arms thing. Maybe I should just buy that because he you know it's it's forty five long Colt, four ten. I could put either in it, and you know a four ten slug with enough powder behind it do just fine. Yeah, and uh, we got home. Took us about thirty minutes to get home, and I'm like, Buana, you still got that bond arms thing? He's like. Yeah. He's wise like, why? I said, well, you know, he's like, oh, son of a bitch. Why didn't I think of that? So I bought it. <laughs> he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, we're stupid. You know? <laughs> he's like, yeah, here, you know, give me a couple bucks for it. I'll trade you a gun and some money and stuff. And here, wear this. And you know what? As much as I'm not a huge fan of the way Derringers look, generally speaking, it's a hell of a sidearm. I mean, it's perfect. Um, just for personal defense,
1: under 20 feet. You know, well, freaking great. The only thing I've ever been able to find to fit in my pocket would be a 380. And sure. as we go back to, I like my nine millimeters, so that's what I'm looking at. Is oh, oh, cool. Here's a nine millimeter that could fit in my pocket. And it can. It absolutely but, can. Yeah. And the and the the thought process I have with, you know, a pocket gun is that's there to help me live long enough to get to the one I keep in my bag.
0: Right. Right, exactly, and that's why I was doing a sidearm. It helps me get to the fucking 1894. Exactly. Or 1896. You know, that's, and and if I get to the Marlin, I I got like 10 rounds of 44. that's going to fuck you up, okay, (laughs) as fast as I can work the action, Um, which is pretty damn quick, and if you've got a 44 slug coming at you, uh, 44 Magnum, you're not gonna be having a good day, okay? Nope. I'm fine with that thing under 50 yards, okay? I can hit a fucking clay. Uh, just we hang clays on a uh, on a yeah. tree, and iron sight 50 yards, I can hit a clay just fine with a 44 yeah. mag. Um, I'm fine, okay? And and less than 15 yards, I can do it from the hip. So with that rifle, so. I'm not worried at all, but I still got to get to it. <laughs> you know? uh, so it, it worked out great. I mean uh, the Bond Arms it's it's just a fantastic little little handgun and I like I said while I'm not a fan of the way they look, I am a fan of the way they they work and the the barrels you can put on them cuz you can Buy them yeah. in almost any barrel configuration. I think they got a 38, a 9mm, a 45. You know, I mean, they've got almost every configuration. Um, and to me, it was great because I was supporting local businesses. They're in Granbury, Texas, it's less than an hour away from where I am. You know? Oh, um, cool. I did not know that. Yep. Uh, it is, It is. I mean, you can go and, and stop by the factory. <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, it is not far, and they are very, very proud of their firearms and they should be, you know, they're good quality thing. I mean, it's all steel and beautifully machined and, you know, they just, they're made to last forever and they're made to be what they are, a personal defense handgun. Yes. Uh, so I was super happy to see it in wick.
1: Well, uh, it, it, but even then bringing this back around to John wick, you know, one of the things is, is whether you're a person into classics or new and technological you're gonna find something that's gonna you're gonna have fun with. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. every every everything from the bond arms to in the the gunfight with Halle Berry and the two dogs, uh, both of them were carrying um, Glock 34s with uh, um, red dot sights on them.
0: Yeah, and I mean Halle Berry. It- because in the first Wick movie, it was it was Salient Arms that that was kind of doing some of the, the big Glock work in the porting and all that kind of stuff. And the, and the last one here, it's Terran Tactical, which yes. if you know anything about Terran Tactical, they make some really, really impressive firearms.
1: I mean, um, well, I think well, actually John Wick one was just straight up H and K. I don't think so. Hold on. Uh, you know what? I can. I can. Uh, but but that, that being said, modified H and K. So you may be correct about who did the modification. But I mean, his well, whole there's... thing was the fact that he had liked his his H and K. It's it's a. Uh, sh-
0: well, Marcus shit. carried a Browning High Power. Perkins used a Colt Python and something. There was a lot of Glock Seventeens
1: because uh, all the guys in the club use Glock Seventeens. Um, Good point. You know what? You, you you are correct. I was thinking more or less of what John himself carried.
0: Oh well, yeah. John had some some different stuff. Like John had a uh, a Glock nineteen. Uh, or well, actually, no. Um, Teresov's thugs had a Glock nineteen. Yeah. In his case, you know, with all the gold coins, he had a Glock, a couple Glock twenty sixes. Um, uh,
1: that what it, it tends to be used once again. I well, I, but his A p K
0: P thirty L is the exactly. one that he was he, – I mean, he finished off the hit guy with it. Yes. He went to the club with it. He went to – I mean, and that was the big one with the barrel extender or, the you know, the, the muzzle suppressor. Yes. A uh, flash suppressor on it that he used in the club, and that was the, the whole uh, – uh, and I think that's the one he was doing the car work with when he was driving the Charger and doing all, like, shooting people driving and shit like that. I think he was still using that H&K. Yes. Um. So he used. I will give you this. He used that HK through at least half the movie, but there was uh, a lot of other guns in that one.
1: The 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 one where I actually spent most of the time looking at who was shooting what was John Wick two, and that's the project that I set upon myself. Once you guys start asking questions about it, um, oh man, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of stuff in John Wick two, uh, and the only one he went out, the only one he went obnoxious on on the concept of reload was the shotgun. i don't think you tend to get 36 rounds out of a shotgun before
0: you know the they they did show him loading on on occasion but Uh, there was a lot of stuff in that that whole uh that uh, whole tunnel scene yeah where that man there was a lot of freaking
1: rounds expended and i didn't see him loading a whole bunch of shit with the handgun and the, well, which was the Glock 34 and the Glock 26 um, and the AR that he was using, he, he was, pr- they had him doing pretty good as far as reloads with, with that was concerned. The ones where you start looking at going, gee, I don't think I've seen a reload in a while. You could arguably say he did it off camera. You could arguably say that you could. And... The shot, the shotgun, not so much. Yeah, exactly. It's
0: like, dude, that was like. 12 rounds like i don't think that's right i I,
1: I think i actually got him up to 36 at one point in time oh my god yeah see that was
0: a bit excessive that was no i was personally happy because when john wick gets pissed off you know robust bold you know he goes to (laughs) shotgun right and it is the greatest scene ever to watch the sommelier be like oh Hmm. precise you know <laughs> how about an ar-15 how about that would you like that you know uh i, w- I want to meet the Somalier. oh my god wouldn't you just love to hear him talk about your gun collection just exactly to... oh my god that's so great i would hi- I... if like if i had like rich people money i would hire him just to wear the cup around his neck in a suit and talk about my guns
1: or, or even just somebody who, when you, you know, you got to leave the house for the day, you know, this is where I'm going. Well, I, I recommend. I know you're a fan <laughs> of
0: the, of the German variety, but may yeah. I wholeheartedly recommend the Austrian? You
1: know, you're there's... like these, Te- ah. these ones with textured grips in case your hands become, wet. <laughs> so freaking
0: great! I would hire him just to yeah, exactly like you say, just to talk about my guns, you know. Um, but of course they had a big variety. I mean, they, this was the first, uh, the, the second John Wick was the first debut of the Terran tactical stuff. Yes. Um, they didn't have as many, but they had a little Glock 26, uh, combat carry, uh, tactical that he was using against, um, uh, Cassian. Uh, so he had Mm -hmm. that one. Uh, they had a, a,
1: a combat master
0: also from uh, terran tactical the early combat master from terran tech not the one they used in 3 cuz that's all uh, like decked out
1: i have to admit you went deeper into this than i did uh, i was have... i was just i was just happy going <laughs>
0: guns guns yeah <laughs> uh, well i i love to see the different stuff cuz uh, like i've said i'm not a huge glock fan i know that they're the best. Ba- okay categorically when mm, 80 90% of the the militaries and and police forces and armed forces around the world use a Glock handgun, you and and swear by them for everyone except for the U.S. fucking military, which I still do not understand. But still, when everybody uses them, hey, you know, I, I I like the M17. I didn't say it was bad. <laughs> I said, how the hell did they did Glock lose in a in a competition, a military competition? To Sig, like, oh, like, you know. how the hell did that happen? Right, like, what did they fail?
1: Like, uh, like, like money,
0: money, 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 and politics. It has to be. It has to be because there is not like you can't put anything up against a Glock in a performance category of reliability, maintenance, swappability, and price. And. And come out better than
1: Glock. Like, how the fuck did Sig do that? And uh, uh, I still uh, don't have an answer. Uh, as much as I am a, that you know, what I tend to purchase and carry are, in fact, six hour firearms. Sure. Um, uh, and as much as I love them, I can't argue with what you just said.
0: Now, I uh, actually prefer a Sig as well. Okay, I'm but, not a huge Glock guy. But when you look at it from a military handgun perspective. Yeah. How the hell did you lose, you know? I'm I'm calling bullshit somewhere in there. Like there's some fishy fishy stuff. Like I understand you wanted to get away from the Berettas. It's an aged firearm. There is better stuff out there. Both in my opinion, okay? It's all it is. Both the SIG and the Glock outperform that old Beretta 10 ways to Sunday. I uh,
1: the All things being equal, if you had clean specific firearms, the Beretta will actually Hit out, uh, marksman. The other two, but the problem is, is, is that the moment you get an ounce of dust in the sucker. Yeah, I was gonna gone. say.
0: Now put it out in the desert.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that that that's the problem
0: with it. And now we have a problem. Like I, I like the Beretta. Like, in fact, in John Wick two, they used a Beretta Cheetah, a little three eighty yes. Beretta Cheetah. Um, what's his name had one. Uh, the, the D'Antonio had one, and I think somebody yeah. else did too. But I, I recognized D'Antonio because of, there was like this great profile shot where he had. Had his hands on it and all that stuff, and I'm like, oh, "That's a Beretta Cheetah," uh, and I love a 380. I love a 380. Uh, it's it's perfect as far as I'm concerned. It's like a it's like a 38 short, basically. It's wonderful round. Um, in fact, if I get a, uh, I don't own a automatic um, pistol online uh-huh. or revolvers. I I sold the uh, uh, the Smith and Wesson Target pistol I had. Uh, the the twenty two uh, the model twenty two, but um, if I were to have one, I'd have a three eighty, right? Because it's small, it's compact. I can carry it in different stuff. I mean, I love Shannon's Walther. I I love the Walthers as as a matter of fact. Um, big Walther, Walther makes a beautiful gun. I'm a big Walther fan. Uh, I like uh, the SIGs. and arguably the best trigger on the market. Uh, arguably, absolutely, and and her three eighty, her her PK three eighty is wonderful for for women of small stature women of service which is what she is Mm -hmm. um she carries it left right and backwards it is a absolutely flawless firearm for her and i love the walthers um if i was gonna get a a now i don't do a lot of pistol shooting but if i did and if i was gonna get an automatic it would probably wind up being a wather but um I mean, they, they used one in Wick. They, have, uh, they had a CZ. I don't know if you saw it, but they had a CZ P9, uh, the, the fat Chinese guy who he like. I'll admit I missed that one. Uh, they had that. A lot of Glock 17s. A lot of Glock 17s. A lot of Glock in, in WIC in, in particular. Um,
1: it, what, are, are you sure they were 17s? And a lot of them were running around with 34s. And it's funny that I fanged that. And, and it's it maybe my own perspective. I find that the Glocks tend to look smaller on TV and in the movies than they are in real life.
0: They do. However, uh, the the bodyguards in the tunnels in Rome and um, I think, what's her name? The uh, uh, the silent assassin.
1: Um, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if she was carrying a 17. She, she had a 17. I spell.
0: recognized yeah. the 17 because that's the one that, uh, that I, I recognized that profile. But yeah, that one was a 17. Um, Wick had some twenty sixes. He also had a twenty six uh, combat, but he had a lot. There was there was the big guns with the like the, uh, the, the combat master. You know they had yeah. a lot of thirty fours. They did have a lot of thirty fours. Um, Wick carried, and I know that's probably the one you're keen in on. Wick carried a thirty four uh, combat master. Yes. Um, but he also it- in two had an HK P thirty L as well. Um, in and that in fact that's the one that uh when he grabbed, when he was putting oh, all the, the guns the on the bed. Yeah. When he was putting all the guns yeah. on the bed and he had it in a in a like a I don't know, like a waist holster or something like that. That that HK P thirty was in the and, and,
1: and that was supposedly the ver the same one he had from movie one. Correct. Yeah.
0: At least, you know, in the Theoretically. In the, in the yeah, <laughs> theoretically. Um Kimber actually made an appearance as well, which... Well, that, that was the 1911 at the end. Oh, my God. That was so great. The Kimber warrior that he's... And if it wasn't the Sommelier, like, I can understand why Kimber was excited about that. Because it's like Morpheus is giving Neo a gun, and what's he give him? <laughs> you know? A, a Kimber. A Kimber, right? Like, how the... Other than the Sommelier, which... I. Uh. That is the like the greatest scene. I'll back that up like fifteen times and watch that whole scene. I love that scene. Well, as um, much
1: as as much of that though, that was also meant as a story point, being the fact that he was only going to have seven rounds. Yeah, and exactly. and it's not this and it's not the same thing if you give him a Glock forty three. <laughs> Actually, you know, it, it might have been an interesting story of uh here we're giving you this little Glock forty three that holds seven rounds, you know, see what you could do with it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will admit that I enjoyed the Kimber forty five a whole lot better. Oh my
0: god. Just the one handed press check with the with the Kimber I, it's just so freaking great. You know, somebody please get this man a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, Morpheus gonna give him a gun You know, I mean I just it it's the little kid in you, you know. Oh um but uh and i think you're uh speaking of your sigs he uses uh, a p320
1: a, a lot of the what the um geez, why am i forgetting the guy's name uh the bad guy the Antonio. De Antonio. Yeah. a lot of his a lot of his henchmen were carrying p320s yeah
0: yeah um there was there was a lot of that uh there was uh i mean and wick used a, a 19 a silenced 1911 in the in the tunnels where he's shooting a cassian uh-huh that was a uh i don't know whose it was because I, I didn't really write it had a lot of custom kind of work on the slide um but oh, it was I, a 1911 of some some sort you know cause a lot of people of make a 1911 now but
1: I, I want one of those but silencers are completely or suppressors excuse me suppressors yeah yeah uh, are completely illegal here in the state of Delaware. Yeah. One they're of the-
0: not exactly legal here either. Uh, Texas is I mean, not
1: really a fan. I mean, not, not, not even like uh, a short barreled something where you have to get an NFA uh, um, stamp tax stamp for it. You just can't have
0: one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're illegal in Texas as well. Uh, it's just, they're really putting the kibosh on that stuff. I mean, they, it, um, is,
1: it, is a silence 22 to get rid of, you know, potential uh, boyfriends for your daughter really that much to ask for? I don't think so. (laughs)
0: But my plan is to just bring him into my office where I've got guns hanging all over the wall. (laughs) Just be like, just remember. We're in Texas. We're in Texas. (laughs) And she knows all the law enforcement. I'll just find a hole to put you in and they'll help me cover it up. Okay? Don't screw with it. now, I realize as a father that's not exactly what you're supposed to do, but that's what's going to happen, all right? Who says? Who says? <laughs> yeah, That's what's going to happen. Uh, but they did use a lot of 1911s in, it, like, did different kinds. Too. It wasn't the same one yeah. either. Um, I think, like, one of them was a Springfield. Like, Cassian was using a Springfield, and I recognized that one because I recognized the slide on it and the, the – uh, the trigger and, and stuff like, cause it's
1: got this like cool cross drilled trigger and stuff like that. I recognize that one. I You know, on a completely separate note to digress for a moment, uh, Springfield's actually got something new coming out in, in the handgun market. And let's put it this way. I'm assuming it's in the handgun market because what they're advertising is something for personal defense for the city, the jungle of the city. Wow. Um, so, but they haven't shown anybody what it is. Apparently they're not going to until the 25th <laughs> of September um i i have to admit i'm curious since their whole big thing was coming up with the mod 2.0 to their single stack um are they and then particular looking at it with compared to the, the sig's first realm into the small firearm which was the p365 which had issues <laughs> well that's um, cleaning and, it up for like, <laughs> like, and, and, and issues <laughs> and there and sig and springfield's response to it was is yeah we may only have six rounds but we're reliable um, my, my curiosity is, is, are they coming up with something that will hold, you know, 10 to 12, that it's still small as a single stack because SIG cleaned up theirs. They came up with the P365XL, which mm-hmm. is actually what I have at the moment. And it is a, an absolutely beautiful firearm and clears up every issue from the P365. Uh, but the, so somewhere along the line, everybody's been seeing whether or not they can cram 10 rounds into their small firearms. <laughs> So that that's my curiosity, because all it is is this whole thing of the newest thing in personal defense. So,
0: yeah, well, and, you know, as long as we're on that, CZ is coming out with a beautiful, I mean, just beautiful uh, single. Uh, you're, you're probably not going to be excited about it, but I was highly excited about it. <laughs> um, they have got C Z is coming out with a break open trap gun. Single barrel trap gun. Oh, okay. Which is gonna be the the, the all American is, is what they're calling it, I think. And wait
1: wait, wait, wait a minute. C Z is coming up with the all American? I know. I know.
0: I you'll it's it's <laughs> I get the <laughs> There's a little bit of
1: irony in there.
0: I, I get the irony, I do. Uh, but it is still something I am seriously looking forward to. There's there's uh, a big rib on it. It's a break open, uh, single oh. barreled trap gun, and to me, that's just like the holy grail. It's like it's light. It'll be easy to clean. It's simple. Uh, I mean, all of the things that that I look for in a gun. The only problem I have with it is
1: MSRP for it is twelve hundred bucks. There you go. Uh, which and it's going to be several years before you find one sitting on the edge of the table <laughs> at the show. I know,
0: I know. It's so far beyond my price range, like where I normally get. I mean, the most the most I've ever paid for a gun, like period. Is like five hundred and fifty, but and that was the the over and under bikel I got, which is the the uh, uh, freaking Browning, uh, clone basically yeah. is is what it is. I mean it's a it's it's a Satori
1: clone, uh,
0: and I, it's like oh god, twelve hundred bucks for a trap gun. Gee, I, 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 I I
1: I understand. You know, my holy grail is a um a, a Chris Vector. Uh, once again on the cheap side it's 1500 bucks so am i ever gonna have one
0: no 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 probably not
1: (laughs) that's that um
0: that's like like, that bullpup looking thing isn't it uh yeah it's the one that actually
1: came with it it, it, it's got like a big box in front of the trigger with like the yeah every science fiction movie that's still using bullets has been using them as their uh, their future uh, weapon. Their future weapon since uh, Total Recall. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it looks a little bit on the futuristic side. It takes all the recoil and pushes it down versus back at the shooter. Ah. Uh, uh, which is the whole vector thing. It <laughs> vectors the, the recoil towards the bottom. Um, <laughs> but but they're just really cool. They're really boxy, and I would love to have one. I'm not going to, but I would love to.
0: Yeah. See, I, I'm full of that as well. Like a lot of the stuff that I, I look at, it's like, oh, wow. I'd love to have that. How much is that? $2,000. Well, that's nice. I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just, look at that from afar. I'll just look at that. Yeah. Cause you I'm know? not, I'm not going to do that. You know, like, uh. Uh, there's like all the Terran Tactical stuff. Like I don't know if you've ever looked at their site. Like that uh, in in Wick Three, well, that that Combat Master, that that Glock yeah. 34 Combat Master. Do you know how much? Just take a wild stab at how much that thing is retail.
1: Oh, probably thirty five hundred bucks. Thirty eight. Yep. Oh, uh, wasn't far off. Sure is. Um, it's thirty eight ninety nine. Here's here's the best part about it is is if you with what you have in your shop, if you look at some of that stuff. You can do a lot of that to a firearm.
0: Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing, right? Like, I don't Like, I'm turning a, for instance, I'm turning a Springfield 67, which is an old-ass shotgun, an old-style, old-ass shotgun. Yeah. And I'm engraving it. I'm carving the stock. I fixed it up. I've, I've put all this stuff on it. And by the time I'm done, it's going to look like an old, freaking, custom English, you know, presentation weapon. And it, the whole thing cost me seventy five bucks. You know, a hundred by the time you get done with shop supplies. You know, not counting my time and effort, um, which I put in for free because it's it's something I just want to do and it's an artistic yeah. endeavor, right? But for less than a
1: hundred bucks, I get something that looks like a thirty eight hundred dollar gun. Um, you know, the uh, one of the guys who works in the shop where I work is, uh, you know, a machinist by trade. Sure. And, you know, he's got machine tools at his house and and all of that. Uh, He doesn't have the full-on lathe that he can just put a block of steel in and walk away. Right. But but he's got machine tools. And he was talking about his Glock 19 and wanting a um, a red dot sight on that and getting all pissy about how much it was going to cost to either buy a new slide or send his off to get machined. And I just looked at him and went, dude, you've got all the stuff at your house. What are you talking about? And he thought about it for a minute and went, I just have to find the specs for it, don't I? I'm yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then once you have them and know that you can do it, you start telling other people that you can. Right. And and yeah. that's how
0: I make a lot of my gun money is people will send me guns. Hey, you know, I found this in my dad's closet. Can you make it work? Sure can. You know, it'll yeah. cost, I'll tell you how much it'll cost. And I don't really charge much for the labor because I like playing with the guns. But, but you still make... You know 50 60 80 bucks fixing these things and for
1: something you enjoy doing anyway right for something i'd have done for free
0: you know yeah. but but shannon yells at me when i do that because she's like are you making any money on that because you're going <laughs> to spend money on guns oh you know, yeah yeah i remember now yeah, okay my my engraving rig is basically a hole i punched in the garage my my office is on the other side from the garage so i have a compressor and and a a valve and all the stuff in a uh, moisture bleeder, all that kind of stuff. And then I ran an air hose through the wall and I, I put, uh, you know, the handpiece and all the stuff that I do the engraving with and everything on the inside. So I can do it completely in the air conditioning and heating. And I can just sit in here with a pair of headphones and listen to an audiobook and just carving and engraving all freaking day. Right. And that's how I improve and make value in some of the guns that I have. He could do the same thing with like a real machinist. Yeah set up and and come up with some amazing things to do to guns
1: he's not the most artistic human being on the face of the earth um but at the same time as far as the um physical uh mechanical changes once again creating a uh a divot for a red (laughs) dot with 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 tapped in with the screw spots yeah, you, uh, you, you can manage he, that. Oh yeah, he can do that. <laughs> you 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 tell him you want a couple of custom ports in the slide. He can do that. Right. This is all, it's <laughs> a, a, and and
0: that's the part I was trying to get across a, a to my dad, you know. There's we were going to uh, one of the things I'm going to do is drill some holes in a row on one of my field guns and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Creating a compensator." He goes, "What that's not a compensator. I'm like, really? What is a compensator other than holes in the barrel? Yeah. You know, what, what, really? What is that? You know? He's like, well, uh, I guess you're right. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <You> uh-huh. <know? laughs> uh-huh. You know, all you got to do is do it right and make sure they're nice and lined up and, and you know, in the right direction where you where you want it to, to port the gas and everything. And now you, you have a custom ported or custom vented barrel. That's yeah. all that these guys are doing. Now, I will... I will totally give you that. Terran Tactical
1: is really
0: good at at making that shit look
1: cool. Oh, I, and and their and their um, entire bread and butter is, if nothing else, people like me who wouldn't have the wherewithal to do any of that. Sure, and
0: and honestly, it's not it's not that common that people have that or have yes. that ability. Um, because it's like, why would you, (laughs) there's a very limited thing that you can do with that. Like my carving and engraving rig, there's not a whole lot I can do with that other than, you know, like some woodworking projects and some other metal engraving and everything like that. But I don't have anything else. I do that on there's not like, I like, what the hell else would I use it for? I bought it for that. Right. And it's not cheap to do that. I mean, my rig is like 600 bucks. Um, there's not a lot of people who would throw the cash
1: to want to do that. I felt and, that it was and, worth and, the money. And my coworker has it primarily for doing, for machining laser parts. Right. It's it's not, you know, the idea of machining out and milling out the slide of a Glock is not exactly what he purchased it for. <laughs> right. I found mine for carving stocks
0: um, to be great because it added value and I got more money out of it. And I sold enough guns by this time at an upgraded price that, I've not since paid for it, but it took me a year and change to pay for the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a give and take with it, but honestly, there's not a lot of reason. Like it, I couldn't make that, uh, that uh, what the hell was it? I guess a, a, an M4. Didn't they have a Benelli M4 in that? Somebody? I mean, it was
1: a beautiful... Uh, yeah and they customized out a lot of the internals on it with like the slide bolt and. yeah i mean the bolt release had a beautiful like uh, extra
0: extension and then it had that uh that that uh i don't even know what it's called the the shell on the side that he just grabs and then slides in the barrel um, yeah
1: uh, and it had a two two round well, mag extension well, Actually, you've I've seen a lot of people with the actual just clamp for the shell. That's more or less just a drill hole in the side of the receiver. Oh, no, it. yeah, you could do that. But, I mean, yeah. there's that's you could take
0: that to any gunsmith. They could do it for you for, like, $30, $40, bucks, right? They yeah. just put that on the side for you. Or you could,
1: you know, they have them that you can glue it down. You can have, It's just not that big a deal. But... Now, I'm not sure I'm thing. capable of actually snagging that shell, sliding it in, and keeping going in the same fashion. But I, I've tried it. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've tried
0: it. It has not worked out well. I wind up, like, <gasps> blowing the shell off as I drop it in the dirt, right? <laughs> um, or I stovepipe it. Like, I, I try and slide it in, but I accidentally let go of the bolt, and it's just, like, sitting there with the brass head hanging out. Uh, it didn't that didn't work. Well, that didn't seem to do well at all. <laughs> so... And say what you want to, Keanu did a lot of work on on running those guns and working the action for it and and all that type of stuff. I mean, he did a, a great job pushing those through because it looks so natural and so great. And I just have yeah. no idea how to do it at <laughs> like any length of time.
1: Actually, uh, the, the training out of all of that, everything that we've seen that I would love to go through is surprisingly enough, not even any of the ones with the firearms. I want to go through what Halle Berry did with the dogs. Oh, my God. Those dogs were just and, – and they tell –
0: you know, Keanu tells tells you it's like, yeah, the first day on set, they're like, don't look at the dogs. I'm like, what? It's <laughs> like, look, I'm telling you, she's been training with them for six months. They don't know this isn't real. This is the first day of shooting. They'll get used to you, but don't look at the dogs. We can't get to you before they decide that you have offended her, okay? Right. If they and, decide that she's in danger, you're fucked. Okay. And, and they get and she was the one throwing all the commands out at them. Yeah. No, it wasn't. You could tell they weren't looking off, off set to nope. to look at their nuts. No, she was doing it, and they you can see clips online of her training those dogs, and they are with her. Oh yeah.
1: So it's like, <laughs> and, I, and she had them going straight for the nuts. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, ooh. <laughs> you know? Well, he ain't getting up from that. You can shoot him in the head if you want to, but he ain't getting up from that. All you're going to do is,
0: is cease his pain if you shoot him in the head. Uh, you know, he shot my dog. I get it. <laughs> I get
1: it. <laughs> this whole thing started because someone killed a dog.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, which I thought was the appropriate response for shooting a dog. Like, like Finally... Uh, I can explain to somebody how I feel about that. I agree. Uh, so I, I I would totally kill 82 people <laughs> if they shot my dog. That is, that is a reasonable response as far as uh-huh. I'm concerned. Uh, now, I would probably do it a lot different than Wick did because mine would be largely shotgun-based. But other than that, um, same response. Same response. It's fine. <laughs> a, whole
1: lot, a whole lot messier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Uh it was uh they they do they do a lot of, they do a lot of work uh in, in Wick to make this stuff cool. But still, in my personal opinion, I hope that the series they do, um,
1: called The Continental, has the Somalier in it. I really well, do. Well, but but he's in Italy. I know so are they, which which continental are they doing? I know.
0: I don't know. It's probably New York, but oh god, I really like that whole thing, you know? Hey, you know um and maybe he was on loan for Italy and maybe they can, <laughs> like New York will you know borrow him or something. I really like him explaining
1: guns. <laughs> I know you'll appreciate like the <laughs> custom <boy>. porting. <laughs> it's
0: like yes, yes, I do. Show me more.
1: And then <gasps> dessert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yay. I will,
0: uh, you know, when he's, how many buttons? Two. Well the lining.
1: Tactical. Tactical. <laughs> yeah. Can you do a <laughs> rush job?
0: I sure can. <laughs>
1: <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no penetration, but I'm afraid to say it hurts. Very painful. <laughs> 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 so great. I, I, I'm interested in learning more and more and more about the high table.
0: You know that's that's something that's been a lot of fun, just watching the world unfold. I mean, the the first movie you you see uh, about you you just learn a little bit about the world. The second time you learn about markers and more about the continental, and the third time you're in you're into the high table and and what that means and why the Bowery is connected, but it's kind of not and and just just the whole. I mean, you see the foundry where the coins are made. Yeah. You know? uh,
1: just super freaking cool. I, 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 I'm curious to see as to how far it reaches and to what it reaches into. And I wouldn't be surprised to find out that there's... I, I actually kind of hope they don't go this way, but I wouldn't be surprised to find out that there's some sort of otherworldliness to it, for lack of a better term. Uh, and Because... With a few minor exceptions, if you haven't noticed, every time there's a fight, uh, it doesn't really affect the outside world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a couple of you know instances where it does, but even the people who go running and screaming were part of the world. Yeah, yeah. That, most of it, most of it's yeah. very self-contained,
0: and it's very strange as far as how that works and why it it does the things. And yeah. honestly. I don't think, like, I'm hoping, and I don't know, nobody knows yet, but I I don't know, but I hope that, one, I think Wick isn't personally going to have, like, an ending where he just walks away and everything's happy. It ain't ain't that kind of story. I think one of the two things will happen. Either he kills the whole high table and throws the world into chaos, or he becomes the man above the table. I think one of
1: those two things is going to be true. Uh yeah, somewhere along the line, he's never getting out. No. Again. No. He's never going to go back to being a normal guy. No. Again. He's He's either going to throw it, the
0: world into chaos and everybody's going to be pissed at him. Or he becomes the high table. Yeah. Uh, either way, I don't think he's going to get turned loose. Ever. Because uh, that's not who he is anymore. Right. He's trying to hold on to it. He I held mean, on to it for a little while, but that's just not who he is.
1: I mean, at the end of three, he's looked like he's been turned into everyone's tool to take down the high table. Yeah. Yeah. You I know, mean, it doesn't matter what he wants or whether or not he's part of it or not. But he's been turned into that tool to take down the high table.
0: Right. And that's what people are doing. And and props to Winston. He didn't kill him. He could have popped him in the head.
1: You know, he well, could once, have but, taken. But, but, but once again, he's he, he he as much as they're trying to question whether or not he's. Really, John Wick's friend. He he's he's not. He's an ally, but he's not his friend. He's using Wick to take right. down the table. Yeah, he used you,
0: and then he took that beautiful Colt 1903 and popped you a couple times in the chest, and popped you off a roof. Okay. Uh huh. And and the Bowery King's going to use him too. Yeah. But it's it's one i am i'm curious to see if he ever just decides to stop being people's tool and to make stuff happen
1: for him
0: or or well, change uh, well, the way well, it's well
1: gonna... everything it has been happening has been him reacting right right exactly at what at what point does he stop reacting what point does he actually come up with an actual honest to God plan to end everything <laughs> and move forward? Or does he remain someone's tool and not realize it till it's over and done with? And he's screwed. Yeah. I mean, his, his plans are always very tactical. They're not very strategic.
0: You know? Yes. <laughs> he, he's brilliant at the tactical plans. And and even, even Winston says, "Let let me do, let you do what you do best. What's that hunt hunt, right? That's what he does. Um, Now, what's terrifying is if you have a hunter who's picking his own prey, right, and making his own decisions on what is going to happen after he's done hunting, then he becomes truly terrifying. Right now, he's just scary. Yes. And even the high table or, you know, even uh, uh, the adjudicators, like, I don't want to see him, uh, a visit from him in the middle of the night.
1: No, they well, don't. <laughs> no. I mean everybody's smart enough to know that they should be scared of him.
0: Right. But they're not but... he's not truly like the world isn't shaking yet, right? Like he hasn't threatened the high table, at least not that they can see. He's still oh. under control as far as they're concerned. They're using him, he is a pawn. It is when the slave starts calling the shots that you Yes. That he is truly free.
1: Well, the other part that makes me wonder whether or not there's another world leading this to is I'm curious to see where the operator's room is. Oh, man, isn't that cool?
0: Yeah. Uh, And I love that the tattoos were all significations of
1: who they were and what they they really are. I'm reminded of something that is completely unrelated to this, was Beetlejuice with the whole concept as if you kill yourself in the real world, you become a... uh, a civil, civil servant, servant in you know, the afterlife so great <laughs> but but you know could you imagine something in that nature which is you screwed up now you're a civil servant yeah you owe three <laughs> years to the table
0: of service because you know you have you have either been lent out you have you've screwed up you have to pay a penance you have to do this kind of stuff so now you are a servant for a certain amount of yeah. time
1: so so i'm curious to see where that place is
0: oh and that's so cool just just like Like have Wick go in there and start cleaning house, Uh, uh, yeah. Or even, or even, or even find out that one of them owes Wick a favor. Now, see, that's the part that I always found interesting. Like wherever he goes, everybody's like, "Hey, John,
1: (laughs) (laughs) what's up, man?" (laughs) You know. Well, uh, I, 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 when he was in the process of actually working, he had to have been that guy. If you were nice and polite and courteous to him, he was probably pretty nice and polite and absolutely wonderful and courteous to you. Yeah. With that said, on the other side of that, oops. Yeah. And
0: it, it, and when somebody, like uh, professionals, like in the first movie, it's like, hey, Frank. Hey, John. <laughs> you working at night? <laughs> Afraid so. It's so like, why don't you take the <laughs> night off? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you.
1: <laughs> I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> Which is, which is basically, I have enough respect for you to tell you to just walk away, and if you're smart enough, you do it. But if I've got to shoot you... I will. I will. It's not a problem. We can, we can
0: fix that right now, but as a professional courtesy, <laughs> I will let you go if you are smart enough to take it.
1: And, so he, I, it, it. and he also has a history of people who got in the way, who weren't necessarily trying to hurt him or weren't really part of what was going on, of injuring them just enough to the point where they could not follow him. Right. But at the same time, leaving them alive. You find out that he he did it originally to the Bowery King. You find that he does it to Cassian. He even he even does it to um, uh, Mute Girl at the end of uh, two, which yeah. I was really disappointed not to see her come back in three. Oh man, she was uh, Ruby Rose is
0: just so great. She was just so good as, and it was even more menacing the fact that she was silent. You know? Yes. It was just a silent hunter. It's not that she couldn't make noises; she just didn't, and it made her more scary. Uh, Because Ruby Rose can
1: play a bad guy. She really, yeah. Uh, So I mean, but 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 even but even then, like for example, Cassian. She wasn't a bad guy. She was doing her job. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, she 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 wasn't bad. No. You know, she she showed him a lot of respect. She just. But 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 this was her job. And uh, the. (laughs) I I loved zero
0: and three like we're the same. No, we're not. I'm a big <laughs> fan. Yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> I'll be sitting seeing there you. Die, Sitting there dying. This will be okay. <laughs> no, it was it a won't. good fight, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a good fight. Yeah, it was. <laughs> we seeing you. How um, no, you will <laughs> uh the the two Indonesian guys. Have you do you do you know who those two are? I cannot remember their names, but do you know who they are? No. Uh, if you go back out there, they're a kind of a team that has been in a lot of Indonesian movies. The main ones that you'll see in the U.S. are a pair of movies called The Raid, The Raid and The Raid 2. Uh, if you want to see some people beat the ever-loving shit out of each other <laughs> in a kung fu movie, uh, especially with those karambit knives that they were carrying, uh, The Raid and The Raid 2 are supposedly some of the best fight scenes you'll ever see. I will take that. I will take that uh, under consideration, and, sir. And the they, they typically pay, play the bad guys in, in those movies. Um, the the good guy is played by, once again, a little Indonesian guy. I cannot remember his name. But right now he's <laughs> playing with Mark DaCostas, the guy who played um, Zero in a movie on, or a series on Netflix called um, Oh The Woo Assassin. Oh.
0: I've seen the
1: I've seen the trailer for that. I need to check that out. I need to check uh, that out. It 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 once again the uh, uh, cheesy kung fu stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> but but that but that's where those two uh, the the two guys that he fought uh, uh, uh <sighs> Why is English failing me today? <laughs> uh, the two Indonesian guys that he fought right before Zero were uh, from that. Oh, that's so good.
0: See, and the the whole fight scenes are so well choreographed. Now I wish there was a little bit more gun foo instead of the some of the horse and knife foo that we saw, but still it was crazy. But I I love the the fact that they use gun porn and gun foo in these movies. It is just so yeah. freaking good. It really is. And if you're a gun fan at all, they have weapons from every make and model and manufacturer out there. I mean they just got tons of stuff. It's either on display and if Wick has his hands on it, it's it's always amazing. Um, he doesn't ever use crappy thing, you know, crappy weaponry. Uh, I mean, there's I mean, th- the same movie has has RPGs in it. I mean, in the Bowery uh, room, they've got just <laughs> stacks of like AR-15s and M-16s back there. They've got I mean, just all kinds of just cool ass weaponry. I mean, they got MP5s and, and I think you're your um, your uh, is it? The the vector thing is on on display and in, in the movie
1: yeah, yeah and, and even at the end he's using a uh, uh a sig uh, ar9 yeah i mean and i'm a little light n- on n- the n- rifles, now, now he But d- now he does come back in and say upgraded armor <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> upgraded huh <laughs> <laughs> And I know in in Parabellum they've got some MP5s and they've got yep. some because uh, I recognize that I'm light on on machine guns and submachine guns. Uh, you probably are a better judge of those than I am, but uh, pistols, well, the, shotguns, the, and stuff the, I got those.
1: The, the MP5s what you typically find is a million different types of clones out there of that. Yeah, name. yeah, it's um, like a 1911. Everyone makes one. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, there's yeah. there's just stuff, and an AR-15. Like everyone makes an AR-15. <laughs> Like everybody's got a version of it.
1: It's a simple design.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's pretty ubiquitous. I mean, everybody can make one, everybody can make a lower and an upper and a barrel and, you know, you can assemble pretty much as long as you get it to spec, you can pretty much make whatever the hell it is you want, you know? Yeah. Um, they, they had, they come in every style and configuration and it's pretty, I mean, the, the lower is very distinctive. I mean, you, you see it and you know exactly what it has to be. You just don't know whose it is. Maybe necessarily At least
1: I don't. Uh, well, I, I mean, and then you'll have people. That, okay. Here's the one where we get the upper from what I'm about to say. Uh, you will have people out there who say that their AR lower is better than your AR lower. But at the same time, if it's mil spec, it's, it's mil spec. Right. Other than that, it's a stamped out piece of steel <laughs> or aluminum or aluminum. Yeah. Whatever. So, uh, yeah. I mean there's and,
0: and you'll get some of the like flared out Magwells like you're seeing oh, yeah. some of the stuff that he's got like the Terran Tactical stuff has huge Magwells so you can But just all, but, jam but all it of in that there. is yeah, but all of that is aftermarket. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, you got the the you know, the the bolt release stuff and and all you know, they got custom stuff with that and they've got red dots and they've got barrel shrouds and they've got all kinds of shit that just make it slightly different than somebody else's ar but it's still the same kind of function
1: i'll admit i like a red dot better than the scope but then again i'm also not shooting that far out right right i it is very like
0: i can't think of a reason i would shoot over 100 yards and under 50 i just use an iron sight um but for the stuff i do but i I do have
1: a scope to 22 (laughs) You know? My my own personal feeling on this one is the red dot is just quicker and easier to pick up. Sure. I Nothing more that. or less. I you know, if, you're, if, if you're in a hurry, you're going to find a red dot but faster than you're going to line up iron sights. I could see an argument for that. Yeah. I could. But, um, but other than that, you still have iron sights in case the red dot battery goes dead.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it's the old saying, you know, iron doesn't done require batteries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, there there is something to be said for that. However, you know, if you're shooting, you know, in in my case, like I'm forty some odd years old, I'm in my mid forties. I can't see over a hundred yards anyway,
1: unmagnified. I just, I mean, <laughs> good luck. You know, it 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 took me about a year. I when I turned forty three, I switched over to progressive lenses in my glasses. <laughs> It took me about a year to to figure out how to position my head so that I could actually focus where I wanted to again.
0: I got progressive lenses, and I did two two things uh, caused me to throw them away. Uh, one is I was out shooting skeet, trying to shoot skeet through progressive lenses, which, by the way, shit is moving. And you're trying to move the gun, and suddenly the clay looks about 30 feet closer than it actually is, and you're trying to compensate for the for the lead and all that stuff. I couldn't hit; I hit better throwing them in the car
1: and just going
0: unaided. And, and I was still at, like, one out of four because uh, I can't fucking see, you know, without uh-huh. glasses. So I was like, well, this is, this is BS. So I... I I try and then I, I sit at a computer all day that's that's part of my job and the keyboard looked about a foot closer than the screen and I'm trying to figure out how to move my head and see what I'm trying like, screw this So I just threw them in a the drawer and I haven't touched them since. I've got a pair of computer glasses and a pair of regular glasses and I just call it a day. I just swap them out, screw it. if I'm gonna go shoot, I just shoot with my regular single prescription lenses and everything's all hunky-dory. <laughs> If I'm going to be working, I swap them out for a pair of computer glasses. That's it. I mean, I can't. You're a better man than I. I I had zero <laughs> patience. The freaking progressive thing. Uh-huh. I, I'm I'm like tilting my head like a freaking alien or, you know, like some kind of pit bull who has a question. Um, uh, and you'll know the, 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 the dog head tilt, you know, like, oh, except it was up and down. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh. Um I it it wound up being I was moving my neck so much and trying to hold it in a position I had neck cramps for like a week. I'm like, screw this and threw the two hundred dollar pair of (laughs) prescription glasses away and got two fifty dollar pair of glasses and I've been happy ever since. I cannot shoot with progressives. I just can't. I don't Um, I can't get there from here.
1: As I said, it took me about a year. (laughs) (laughs) I, I yeah, because what what happened is I couldn't figure out how to hold my head to get the sights on a pistol lined up. Right. Now, obviously no problem with the red dot on the rifles, but— uh, And God the, help uh, you if the target is moving. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, y- yeah, you if you—just um, l- where to line up my head to get everything to line up and actually have— an adequate sight picture on the other side was not working for me. Yeah, and you and, can't and, even do that with skate, and, you know? <laughs> and, Well, And I have to give my brother credit. He was actually very nice to me. Of course, most of my... It's the lenses was... <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was funny. We went shooting uh, before I got them, and I was teasing him because he was trying to shoot some of the metal targets that flop over Oh, sure. And, and, and whatever he was missing, I was firing right after him and hitting. <laughs> uh, yes, I was being an asshole. I know this. <laughs> so um, with a gun there, bro? <laughs> literally a month later, we're back out again, and I couldn't hit anything. It's really, quite frankly, only been, I, you know, I had to stop going to the outdoor range and going back to the indoor, where you can actually see on the paper targets where, where you, you're hitting. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, to, to readjust myself and I am just about there, (laughs) but yeah, it's been a frustrating process.
0: I, you're a better man than I, I, I couldn't do, I did not have the patience for it. And and this is from a guy who shoots a scattergun. Okay. And (laughs) I just wasn't hitting shit and I wasn't, I wasn't
1: happy and I'm not the greatest with a pistol anyway okay? Oh, oh, I don't claim to be Andy Oakley by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, I just want to be able to hit something. Yeah, well, and my father and my brother are. You know, they're really good with a pistol, and I'm just
0: really kind of average. And I, with put progressive lenses on top of that, and it's just like, well, why bother? You know, I might as well be throwing <laughs> sticks at them. I mean, as much as this is helping. And it's not like I was shooting anything like stellar either. I mean, it was I was like on Shannon's 380 i was trying to shoot a 22 and 9 millimeter like nothing nothing worked and uh i just i oh i got so frustrated and then when i couldn't shoot a scattergun you know when i couldn't shoot shotgun couldn't shoot skeet i'm like well we're done (laughs) this is not happening ever uh because that's you know as you know my favorite thing to do and uh i just i couldn't i I wasn't going to put the time in to to try and learn to shoot with them. I'll just get uh, it's it was easier and cheaper just to get a different pair of glasses. <laughs> Here, I'll just use these. It's fine. Um, and it works better with a scope for me. Like I I, uh, I have a my bolt action, uh, Lakefield, twenty two. Uh, mm-hmm. I put a nice, three by thirty, scope on it. It's beautiful, uh, beautiful scope. And just, you know, you can plink anything in a hundred, 110 yards and, you know, the scopes all dialed in. It's all nice and pretty and everything. I have no, dis- you know, like nothing to shoot at that. Like I don't hunt. So yeah, I don't know why I need that, uh, but it came with the rifle and I was like, well, screw it. I'll figure this out. And uh, that's what I did.
1: But other than that, everything I shoot is under 50 yards, you know? Uh, I, so, most um, most of the time, when it even it comes to pistol, I'm looking at somewhere between 15 and 20 at most. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I actually had a law enforcement person tell me one time that the difference between 15 and 20 yards with a pistol shot is the difference between self-defense and murder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's one way of looking at it, I suppose. Is <laughs> it uh, generally situationally if that, if they're that far away from you, it's because they were moving away, running from, away? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, and for me, yeah, you know, it's, it's like most of the time I'm at 20, 30 yards because that's what you're shooting skeet at. Yeah. You know, um, unless it's a boar and it's a lot closer, you know, cause it's coming at you and you're at like under 10 yards and you're using the Derringer, uh, or at least I am, uh, or, an, uh, you know, a Marlin 44. So, um, that's pretty much all I shoot. I mean, it's not like I, I hunt at all. Uh, it's, it's like, oh,
1: I, I'd love to just come hang out with you and wait for the boar. <laughs> You're like, I got something for you. <laughs>
0: come on down. I've been waiting to shoot some with us forever. <laughs> and then we'll I have
1: barbecue. Got, It'll be great. I, say, I got, a, got a smoker on the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's going well. <laughs> we need another like boar. We'll you, you guys keep going with the skeet. I got the barbecue sauce.
0: <laughs> exactly. Y'all come back in about an hour. We'll have some smokes. We'll have some ribs. Be good. You know, and it's it it's a lot of fun, you know. Uh, but that's about all I shoot. It's either clay or hog. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, it's just, you know, pretty much what I got. But, uh, well, we hope that uh, this uh, this cast has at least been entertaining to the four of you who listen. Uh, there's well, it's, uh, it's, it's not like we rambled or anything. No, no. Charter members of Ramble synonymous. No, um, but uh, it's uh, and editor's note it will be a better audio quality the next time because i'm not going to mix in headphones uh this time i'll mix with nice speakers so it won't sound so as it did last time uh promise i just figured that was my fault (laughs) no (laughs) no i know better than that i was just so excited to get it out i was mixing at work um, like after everybody had, uh, had gone one day, I had to hang around for an email and I was like, screw it. I'll just edit the cast. And I did it in a pair of crappy tinny Panasonic headphones and uh, like earbuds, like not even like cans or anything like, like earbuds. And I kept mixing. I'm like, God, why does this sound so tinny? I'll just put more bass in. I'll put more bass in. And by the time I got it sounding right on the headphones, it sounds like we were thunderous booming gods and in, inside of
1: a closet. Hey. Um, Hey, I have never in my life sounded like a thunderous, booming God. I'll take it. Oh, that's great. great."
0: And my voice is kind of nasally anyway. So I was like, wow, I sound great in these headphones. And then I listened to it at home. and went, oh, shit. Sorry. Our bad, y'all. Our bad. I was just excited I was talking guns. But it'll be better this time. Jake, you got anything else? Nope. Right on. Thank you for listening. If you got any questions, let us know. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'll get email running again here very soon. The site will have a revamp as well. We will see you next time. On behalf of Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, Check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.